Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Cedar Grove Capital, your source for actionable insights, industry deep dives, and single name coverage in the consumer tech and cannabis industries. If you are new, you can join below. Uh, please hit the heart button if you like today's newsletter and reply with any feedback. Um, so today's post, I'm actually going to be talking about um, the whole Amazon buying Peloton rumor that came out on Friday. Um, so Friday sparked renewed interest in Peloton after rumors leaked that Amazon might be interested in acquiring the company. News of this set the stock up as much as 38% before settling down to $31.10, a 26% increase from Friday's close. Um, so I decided to take to Twitter to kind of share my opinion on the matter, which set off a very healthy debate <clears throat> on the cases for and against this deal actually happening. Uh, my tweet in a sequential thread garnered over thirty or 63,000 views and many valid points on both sides of the fence. In response to the level of interest, I decided to write this post to highlight the bull and bear cases of this proposed acquisition rumor and which side I lean on. So what I'm basically going to be covering um, are like the basics of both companies. Um, so pointing out high level facts about each that are going to be referenced later on in each case. Um, the bull case for Peloton getting acquired, so like why it makes sense. The bear case, so the, the, the thesis for why it's <laughs> there's no chance of it happening. Um, both points, uh, one and two, will address the qualitative and quantitative parts where applicable of each. So, but what I won't cover, um, uh, I'm not going to be building out any full-blown model for this. There's no merger math. There, this is really just high-level numbers um, that you know I've just taken from different sources. It's not going to be some audited, you know, like whole m a process here. So that's, it's not going to be that. Um, and then also, um, while there are many other companies that could be interested in acquiring Peloton, like an Apple or something like that, I, uh, this particular post is only going to be about Amazon acquiring Peloton based on the news that we heard on Friday. Um, and before we kind of get started, um, full disclosure, I do not have any stock or option position in either Amazon or Peloton. Um, everything that I'm talking to you about now um, is strictly on the basis of just what I have heard. Um, so there's nothing, there's no, you know, skin in the game on this at all. So when it comes to the basics, um, first I want to talk about who could actually even acquire uh, Peloton, right? So um, amongst the comments in my Twitter thread, I had a bunch of people saying, oh, you know, like, yeah, Amazon said they were, but you know what, Apple could be it or Nike could be it. Um, someone threw out Under Armour, someone threw out Lululemon. Um, now, while all of those on a high-level basis make sense, like if you're just talking to me about it, um, I decided to make a chart here that highlights, you know, market cap, enterprise value, you know, how much cash and debt they have in the balance sheet, um, what's their interest coverage ratio, et cetera. Um, so out of the five companies, so Amazon, Apple, Nike, Under Armour, and Lululemon, Amazon, Apple, Nike could very well acquire Peloton. They have the cash to do it. They don't have that much debt um, in comparison. Uh, they have a larger market cap, so even if they wanted to pay stock, they could do it. Under Armour, absolutely not. <laughs> their, their value is literally less than the value of Peloton right now, so that literally makes no sense. And then Lululemon, um, while they do have a bigger you know, valuation size, it, it takes up about, well, what is that, like 20% um, of, their, of their, their enterprise value. So that's not going to make sense either. Um, and for those of you that are actually like listening and also reading at the same time, I apologize for the formatting of this chart. Um, it's, it's a simple poll. I didn't want to spend too much time formatting. Um, but with, uh, with that in mind, so leading out with Amazon, let's continue to kind of why uh, what points we need to know about Peloton um, before we dive into things. 
So uh, Peloton, as you may know, is a manufacturer of high-end fitness equipment, so their bikes and their treadmills, that allows users to either live stream fitness classes or subscribe to their on-demand video library. Um, if you would like to actually read more about Peloton and kind of like the quick rise and fall of the company, um, one of my friends uh, who's also a writer for Substack, um, Connor Mack, he wrote, a, he wrote an article called Peloton and the Kiss is of Death. Um, I highly recommend it. It's a really great article. Um, something to kind of re- maybe read on your lunch break or something like that is a little bit lengthy, but it is high quality. So um, we definitely recommend it. But aside from that, let's dive into a few key things to know about Peloton. So the prices, um, they have three different kind of products right now. So they have a basic level bike, which depending on what kind of option you get, uh, ranges from $1,495 to uh, a little over $2,000 that you still have to pay a $250 delivery fee. They have the Bike Plus, which starts at $2,495. It goes all the way up to just over $3,000, but that includes free delivery and their Tread, um, which is the treadmill, uh, which starts at $2,500, goes to like $3,100, and that one now has a $350 delivery fee. Um, So they're they're subscribers. Uh, There are two types of subscribers on the Peloton platform. The first one is the connected fitness users, which are the ones that sign into their live classes um, that they charge $39 a month for. And then they also have digital only users. So their video on demand library, uh, which is for $12.99 a month. Um, So while connected uh, fitness subscriptions grew to about 2.5 million, uh, the digital subscriptions ended the quarter at 887,000. Um, the company also released preliminary earnings the other week that said that connected fitness subscribers would end at 2.77 million uh, for Q2 of fiscal year 22. Um, so this is kind of important. Um, so make sure to remember this. Um, but who does Peloton cater to, right? So the user-based household income. 62% of Peloton bike users in the U.S. have a household income of between 50000 and 150000 um, So it's a pretty big range. Uh, customers with a household income of more than 200000 make up a further 21% of Peloton bike owners. The share of uh, customers in, in this most affluent bracket has decreased significantly in the past seven years, down from 41% in 2014. So it seems that like more people who you know not have as much money are able to buy um, Peloton's products. Uh, the financials. So with the incredible demand for the company's bikes in 2020 brought on by COVID, the company briefly became profitable and has unfortunately gone back down to hemorrhaging money in 2021 on an adjusted EBITDA basis. Um, so if we're looking at the, the chart here, um, for those that are listening in, um, Q1 EBITDA, Q1 of 22 EBITDA was negative uh, um, $234 million, um, which is a lot. The company is also factoring in negative $270 million for Q2. Um, so uh, Peloton is bleeding money. But while the CEO, CFO sorry, estimates that there will be a return back to adjusted EBITDA positive numbers by fiscal, 20, fiscal year 2023, um, that seems pretty skeptical given the way that things are. Um, it'd, be, it'd be quite the turnaround if that were to actually happen. So for Amazon, there's a few points that I want to highlight. So Prime. Uh, so Amazon Prime is one of the best successes of Amazon to date. That's how they book over $25 billion in fees alone from the over 200 million members that they have signed up. Uh, based on eMarketer forecasts, the number of Amazon Prime users in just the U.S. is expected to reach $157 million um, by 2022. 
they have also um, their Halo Fitness brand. So Halo is actually their entrance way into the health and wellness space through fitness. Um, they have the Halo Band, which is basically a Fitbit for those of you that don't know. Um, that includes access to basic features like steps, uh, heart rate, sleep time, sleep tracking, etc. Um, the premium membership costs three ninety nine a month. Um, the membership also includes access to a library of hundreds of workouts and programs from partners like Halle Berry's Respin, Sweat, Orange Theory, and more. Um, and as we look at like also household income for who Prime members are, um, the share of online consumers in the United States who are a, who are Amazon Prime members um, as of August twenty eighteen, so this that is a little bit uh, stale. Um, actually align very well with Peloton demographics. Amazon has 41.6% market share of those that make uh, anywhere from 35000 to 75000 They have over half of the market share for those that make above 75000 And they have about 58% market share for those that make over $100,000 a year in salary. So while the differences between Prime and Peloton classes are big, that doesn't negate the fact that the people who sign up for one are likely to be a part of the other, you know, i.e. Peloton subs could very well be prime subs. Uh, so with a little bit of housekeeping out of the way, let's kind of dive into the first part, which is um, the bull case for why Amazon buying Peloton makes sense. So there were a few reasons that kept coming up on why people in my Twitter feed were saying that it makes sense um, for Amazon to buy the company. So first one, over 3.5 million cult-like subscribers on the platform. Um, point two, Peloton is a high-quality uh, name brand with best-in-class instructors. Uh, number three, high subscriber retention rate of over 90%. Uh, number four, leader in connected fitness, so speed to market, uh, but basically a first-mover advantage. And five, uh, Amazon has a history of M&A um, deals like into new spaces that they're currently already in. Um, so all these points are valid points. I will not deny that in the slightest. If you're looking at a company from a high-level point of view, and I only gave you these points, you'd be interested as well. So let's briefly go into each one, and I'll talk more about them. So point number one, a large number of loyal subscribers. So like I mentioned above, Peloton has 2.4, we'll call it 2.5, million connected fitness users and 887,000 digital subscribers. So let's actually just say 3.5 million for easy numbers. Uh, Amazon, on the other hand, has uh, little to show for its Halo brand, and if it wants to play catch-up in the fitness space, 3.5 million subscribers is not a small number, and Peloton spent years growing its subscription business. Not only does Peloton have numbers, but they also have instilled a sense of community that some would argue is kind of like cult-like. It's almost like a status symbol to, the, to have a Peloton, and if you brought up in conversation... You know, people are wondering, like, how much money do you make that you're able to shell out like a few thousand dollars for a piece of fitness equipment? You know, um, one article even highlighted that a couple in Brooklyn said, um, open quote, we're not easily influenced. Uh, but all these people were telling were telling us it was the greatest thing that we were going to love it. It started to feel like a cult. You know, we felt like buying into it because it was like this crazy thing where everyone was feeding off of each other, end quote. Cult-like followings are hard to replicate off the bat, especially if you don't have a first mover advantage, which, spoiler, Peloton has. So, point to Peloton. Um, number two, name brand with top talent. Peloton is almost a household name at this point, considering all the press it's had. Um, it has been seen in you know, various TV and movie spots from Curb Your Enthusiasm, Sex in the City, Bad Boys, and even Billions. Um, that bright red P in the white Peloton um, logo... Uh, are you know hard to miss whenever you, you end up seeing it on a bike uh, on display. Additionally, 
with Peloton being a status symbol of top-notch quality, that means they also need best-in-class talent to help sell the experience. The instructors are what make Peloton truly special. Each of the instructors has a great personality, and they make the classes fly by. Their messages are motivating, not just for the class, but also for just life in general. Messages like, um, many of you in this class may be going through a tough time. Over the past year, COVID, we've all had struggles. You know, it doesn't last forever. Showing up to these classes is training for, you know, taking on life's challenges, preserving and coming out, or not preserving, sorry, persevering and coming out on the other side a bit stronger. So like, yeah, if I was in that class, I'd be motivated too. But good instructors don't come cheap. Many have a huge social media following, which allows them to bring over their constituents into whichever fitness company they're working with at the time. With great followings come great paydays. Interviews have shown that Peloton instructors make anywhere from a six-figure salary all the way up to over a half a million dollars in total compensation. Uh, So no joke there. Um, Point number three is high retention. Like all subscription-related companies, retention is key. Lower retention means that people aren't sticking on your platform long, which means that you're not making as much money per subscriber as you could on an LTV basis. Peloton has over 90% monthly retention, which makes uh, sense given just how loyal its members are to the platform. So more loyal members, more money in the long run. Point number four, a leader in connected fitness. This was an easy one because like, they basically pioneered this type of experience. Um, so while stationary bikes have been around for decades, right? I think my mom even had one. Um, Peloton was one of the ones that really kicked off the whole tablet on a bike concept. that propelled it in a new class of fitness. Because of the success, many companies have tried to replicate this now. Some names that you may have heard of like Bowflex, Nordic Track, Proform, and Echelon are all trying to carve out their own stake in the connected fitness space. Though all the names mentioned above still do not have the same momentum or clout that Peloton has given uh, how far I have a head start they have in the space. Um, so first mover advantage really mattered, um, still matters, and Peloton is the one that has it. Point number five, history repeats itself. So funny to see how Amazon started off as a simple like, online bookstore and then morphed into this behemoth that you know seems to touch almost everything of our, of our daily lives. Uh, while this change didn't happen overnight, the company has a history of acquiring other companies in order to you know, either help consolidate certain parts of an industry or to give it a beachhead into a new category. So some examples like this are like when they, when they acquired Zooks, um, that autonomous technology to you know, do ride hailing or it's to incorporate it to its delivery network. Um, they bought the security company Ring, which was you know, that Shark Tank product, um, which was a growing bet on you know, delivering packages inside of shoppers' homes and on home security. Uh, Pill Pack, a move to compete with drugstore chains drug distributors and pharmacy benefit managers. Uh, and then also another one was big, you know, Whole Foods, um, an entryway into grocery and food delivery. Um, so honestly, the list goes on and on, but you get my point. Buying Peloton seems like it fits the mold of an acquisition uh, target since the only fitness-related product or service Amazon has is its Halo brand. But let's talk about the valuation for the bull case. So at this stage, Peloton might seem cheap uh, after its over 80% drop from its all-time high. Fiscal year 22 sales, so that means ending in June 2022, estimates are about $4.23 billion. And for the fiscal 23 uh, estimates, it's $4.99 billion. With an EV of about $11 billion post the rumor leaking, that means that Peloton is trading at a 2.6 times and a 2.2 times forward EV to sales multiple. This might seem cheap because of all the points I listed above. Um, to be honest, though, it's impossible to look at it from any other metric because since they aren't profitable, um, above or below the line, we, we have to look at the sales. Can management think they are worth more than $11 billion? No doubt in my mind they think that. 
However, with recent terrible stock performance and investors calling for John Foley to be removed, a sale at any price above what it closed on Friday could be very likely. Um, so for the bull case conclusion, paying just over two times next year's sales for Peloton that's estimated to grow top line by 18% might not be a bad price to gain access to a new category for the behemoth. A new brand to roll up into its portfolio, you know, 3.5 million new members it can leverage immediately, and with the superior buying power and logistics of Amazon, cost cutting could make it profitable much faster than anticipated. I'd also like chalk this up to the deal like when, when Google like paid a super big premium for YouTube back in the day and like everyone was like, oh my God, why did they do that? But um, in reality, like YouTube is like a big money maker for Google now. So the same could be said for Amazon acquiring Peloton. Like they pay a lot now up front, but they reap the dividends later on. Um, so that's the bull case uh, for Amazon acquiring Peloton. But now let's talk about um, the bear case. So like why Amazon will not buy Peloton. So um, full disclosure, this is the camp that I'm in. Like while I agree that all the points above, you know, make it a logical choice to be acquired, I think it's too expensive. And that's why Amazon should just build it themselves. Um, so here's, here's exactly why I think that. Uh, first point, history of being the cheapest option. So for all those that know, Amazon has, a, has released private label versions of many of the products that it sells on its site. One of the best examples of this is their Amazon Basics brand, which sells thousands of items that are in high demand by consumers at a much cheaper price because it comes directly from Amazon. Amazon is quick to capitalize on lower price goods, so aka lower margin, that could be made up for in volume. My take was that Amazon uh, would be able to create a new, cheaper bike that would still be great in quality, but at a more affordable price. This price would make it so that consumers uh, that were on the fence about buying a bike or treadmill in the first place would possibly uh, pull the trigger and buy an another one. Not to mention, I'm sure that they could uh, get free prime delivery instead of having to pay for shipping like Peloton charges now. So in essence, a larger TAM from the price just being cheaper than Peloton, almost like comparing a Lincoln to a BMW. They both still get you to the same destination at the end of the day, but you're shelling out a lot less money to do so. Um, so another point, uh, part of the prime offering. So to add fuel to the previous points, uh, Fire, Amazon could just create its own classes and roll them up into a more added value to prime. Uh, they might need to might need to considering they are raising prices for their membership. Beginning February 18th for new members and March 25th for existing members, annual costs will jump from $119 to $139, while monthly costs increase from $12.99 to $14.99. The company said that the 17% increase is a result of continued expansion of Prime member benefits, as well as the rise in wages and transportation costs. Benefits include the expanded two-day uh, shipping and Prime video content. So <clears throat> that new content could very well be workout classes. It's a long shot, I know, but hey, Amazon became who they are because of long, uh, long shot ideas. You know, even if like Amazon converted just 1% of their 200 million Prime members, that's still a free 2 million members converted to its bike in a short amount of time. Um, even with the... the the price increase, like I'm a prime member, like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pay that. Like <laughs> that that 17% increase, I get more value, you know, from it than what the 17% increase is gonna cost me. Um, but another take that I really wanted to highlight, which got a lot of heat for, um, Peloton subscribers could be could be actually prime members. Um, so while I have no hard facts of you know being able to prove that Peloton subs uh, could be prime members. I would put a bet down with actually a high margin of confidence that a large majority of Peloton subscribers are already Prime members. 
I dropped in the household income data for both companies in the beginning because I wanted to highlight exactly who they cater to. The reason that I have a problem with this is that it begs me to ask if many of Peloton's subscribers are also Prime members. If this is the case, you're essentially saying that Amazon should acquire the customers it theoretically already owns through Prime. Double paying for a user that you had to acquire for one of your channels while paying again to get them for the, um, you know, your, your fitness acquisition you know, category, that doesn't make any sense. Like, no way. That seems like an unnecessary cost to them, and it's just a terrible M&A execution process. Um, so, no, not going to happen. Um, but when it comes to the instructors portion, so while like good instructors matter, I think instructors are a commodity. The case for Peloton having great instructors, and that's what you know Amazon would also be buying, holds up just as well as a piece of hair in the wind, like it doesn't. While I agree that a sense of community is very important for a fitness brand, I think the instructors go where the money and the perks are. If Amazon wanted to pay existing instructors more, or give them stock options or other incentives to you know, pull them over to help them grow um, you know, their own connected fitness classes, I think they would do it. However, if existing ones don't want to, you know, which is you know, each their own, the great thing about this industry is that there are always up and coming fitness instructors that want to make a name for themselves. And if given the opportunity, they would seize it. It's almost like you know, the modeling industry. Models are a dime a dozen with, while also a revolving door. Fitness instructors are no different. So a dime a dozen that come and go all the time. Um, so instructors, I do not put much weight on. IP isn't worth that much. And some more bad news for Peloton, rival Echelon Fitness has persuaded the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office that two of Peloton's patents related to streaming and on-demand classes actually aren't patentable. Um, two of the patents that were in question relate to a system and method for providing streaming and on-demand exercise classes. In the court's final decision, the appeal board agreed with Echelon, saying, open quote, the inventions weren't unique enough compared to prior uh, patents and therefore shouldn't have been issued in the first place. Um, while it may not be the biggest blow to Peloton, uh, which is facing in the last few months, it does raise questions about the company's tendency to be heavy handed with patent lawsuits. According to a Bloomberg report, the risk with Peloton's patent strategy is that it could backfire if courts deem that its revolutionary technology isn't so revolutionary at all. My money is that it, it isn't, given the fact that the most recent loss to Echelon. Certain aspects you can't copy? Yeah, sure. But if companies were given a closed door, it's the most successful ones that figure out a way to get around it. And Amazon is one of those guys. Uh, the company's in shambles. <laughs> Another point is just how the company is doing right now. While many might not be in the gutter, they... Um, they aren't in the best spot either. You know, Business Insider reported that Peloton is considering laying off 41% of its sales and marketing staff and closing down stores. They also hired McKinsey to help it figure out how to co uh, cut costs. Morale is low. Employees who found themselves once to be rich might be grappling with the reality that their shares aren't worth anything anymore. They're also mad that John, the CEO, sold a lot of his stock to throw parties and buy a $55 million, um, $55 million homes in the Hamptons while the company was struggling. You know, a leaked picture of the, the cancellation of ordered bikes sent the stock tumbling 24% on the news as well. Um, the acquisition of Precore, which happened in 2020, to expand Peloton's equipment production stateside, uh, with one goal being to speed up the delayed delivery times of its home bikes because of the you know, high demand, because there's a, there's a backlog. Um, in hindsight, it was probably a waste of money. Um, this is a mismanaged company that is struggling to find its footing, like, why would Amazon buy it now and try to turn it around? They could very well just let it bleed a little more and get a better price if they wanted to buy them at all. 
Um, another point, so John actually holds a lot of power. So John Foley built the company from nothing. Um, and there's a podcast, I think, with Reed Hoffman. I forget exactly which one it was called, um, where he said, he, like, I think he pitched it, you know, his idea to, I think, like 100 different investors. You basically told him it was a bad idea. Um, he went with it anyway, and it became that, uh, what it is now, like minus all the bad PR and the, you know, stock price going down the tubes. Um, since starting the company in 2012, it may be difficult to engineer any deal if John isn't supportive as he and other insiders have shares that gave them control of over 80% of Peloton's voting power as of September 30th, according to a company proxy filing. That means that he and his other insiders could very well veto a deal if they think that they can get more uh, than Amazon is willing to pay, no matter what the little guy begs him to do. So basically all the bulls. But let's talk about valuation. So like I mentioned in the bull case for acquisition section, we can estimate that Peloton is worth about $11 billion in enterprise value post the 26% run up in the stock um, after hours on Friday. So while the 2.6 or 2.2 times sales multiple might seem cheap, you know, depending on what you're looking at, um, I wanted to use that metric. I want to use a metric that I've you know become fond of, actually. It's, um, it's more for subscriber-based companies you know, as they become public. Um, the metric is actually EV to subscribers. And you can actually see my post that I wrote the other day about, you know, I'm titled how much is each subscriber worth? Um, it kind of shows other consumer oriented companies and, you know, it's a, it's a very like two minute read, um, but people seem to like it. Um, so when we're looking at Peloton to you know, other subscription uh, subscriber based businesses, I decided to take a look at Spotify and Netflix um, and the numbers are pretty off. So per subscriber, Peloton is estimated to be worth three thousand, almost thirty three hundred dollars. Um, an enterprise value compared to Spotify's 75, let's call it $75 and Netflix's $875. And mind you, Spotify's enterprise value is 31 billion and they have 416 million subs and Netflix is worth 194 billion um, with 222 million subs. Uh, and you're telling me that Peloton is worth almost 3,300? Like seriously, like no. I will admit that this would miss the factor of the hardware portion of Peloton, like which I get. So before anyone comes at me with that, um, I get it. But if you're betting on the company to become a leader in the digital space, like A, not very many people can still afford a Peloton, no matter how many interest-free 43-month offerings you can give them. And B, per household, you only need one technically. So like it's not going to be like a group of five people living under one roof going to be having the same Peloton. It's not a, it's not a class within a home. Um, so the bear case conclusion, like I think that Amazon to buy at these levels would be grossly overpaying. Like, yes, while Peloton does have a great brand, a growing loyalty, loyal community with an excellent fitness machine, it's just too expensive. If all the, if the all in price was 8 billion, I'd be more inclined to say they do it. But up until Friday, this company had a strong downward trend, even after releasing preliminary results to slow the bleeding. I think if the deal could be valued at sub 8 billion, then it could be a very real thing. Otherwise, no dice. Additionally, like all other big strategic companies out there, Amazon does has its own like, in-house M&A team. So this rumor could very well just be them looking into it because like that's their job, like literally looking at anything and everything that could remotely make sense to acquire. That doesn't mean that they'll do it. It's just that they're taking a peek under the hood. So if that actually ends up being the case, Peloton stock could very well nosedive again. So closing arguments of this whole topic of discussion. So while both sides have great points, the debate in my thread was a very healthy one and no one was out of line, which I really appreciate. So thank you guys. Um, I think none of us know what will happen here, but I think there are two main themes. Number one, 
Bulls want it to happen because they're so down in the hole that this buyout could be a saving grace. If they weren't in the hole, then they would probably have said that Peloton could eventually figure it out, right? And they wouldn't need a buyout from uh, from Amazon. Um, so, you know, make, make that a point. Um, so then but number two, uh, for the Bears, Bears don't think it happened because Amazon could just build it themselves, which I am in that camp. And um, Amazon could very well do to Peloton what it did to diapers.com, which if you don't know, uh, I would strongly advise you to kind of look that up because it, it is pretty messed up what Amazon did to them. Um, ruthless, ruthless. I mean, business-wise, smart, but just ruthless. Um, so either way, it will be interesting to see how the market reacts to this come Tuesday when Peloton releases officially their Q2 uh, fiscal year 22 earnings. So until next time, guys, this is Cedar Grove Capital, and I hope you enjoyed today's um, article and podcast. See you next time.